1: If you cruel it all, what would you do? Would you Hello, so kia ora and welcome and along to the New Zealand more. Charity Podcast, the show that helps you way, to make better contributions to the charitable organisation you serve. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and today we're joined by Saskia Melville. Saskia, kia good morning.
0: Kia ora, Thomas.
1: How are you doing today?
0: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm super duper, thank you. Okay, so the the New Zealand Charity Podcast is mm. for charities that are just starting out but it's also for charities at the upper echelon and everything in between and i i know as well that some people listen to us who are not necessarily even charities right now and that it can be you can get tips just from business perspective and life perspective yeah. as well at what stage Should a charity really be thinking about their brand and thinking about getting someone in who knows what they're doing? I I suppose the first part of starting any charity is identifying a need and then being really passionate about your need and then probably going out and executing on and making a difference and making an impact on that first. At what stage do you think that people need to think, oh, gee, I'm getting a little bit of traction here and there's a real need and we need to increase it more? Perhaps I should start thinking about a name that we call ourselves or Mm. depending on what the organisation's goals are or your personal goals at that time. But when do we need to think, Okay, I need to get a professional in here because I'm a bit out of my depth. Do you have any suggestions or advice for that stage and for people considering that right now?
0: Yeah, so I would say, again, this is a, a hard one to measure there are a couple of different approaches here there's the begin as you intend to go on Mm -hmm. method which would be hey i know that i'm going to build this business how do i pull a team around me that are going to raise me to the level that i anticipate myself going so that might be pairing with an accountant pairing with a lawyer getting in some sort of brand strategist or designer a marketing team. Obviously, that all requires input. And so, if you're starting from scratch, then that's possibly not an option for you. But if you've got the resources available, then I would probably encourage you to just get out the gate with a really strong foundational team around you, just as consultants, mm. whether that's friends or whether that's paid professionals. I think it's good to have people around you that know the space. And can give you good advice. The other option is I guess like the try before you buy mentality. So that's launch your business, bare bones, just get it started, see if it's going to get some traction, see if it's the sort of thing that people are going to buy into. And once you see a need to be pushing yourself more into the public space then maybe that's a good time to start putting a little bit more effort into the visual execution of your brand and into ensuring that you've got a consistent output this also might be when you start like hiring people for Correct. your team yep. because at that point essentially when as a founder the brand is within you mm. it's how people think about you as a person it's how people know for example thomas that you're incredibly passionate about young people and about sport and about young people in sport But then the moment you start bringing additional people into the team, they're less known. And so your task is kind of to get them up to speed and to make sure that they align with the same things that you align with. For example, the Waterboy is obviously really big on inclusivity. And if you introduced somebody into the team that didn't buy into that and had um, prejudices or you know, didn't align with your ethos of sporters for everybody, then that starts becoming a problem. Mm-hmm. And so to establish a brand, this is more like the nitty gritty, less the visual identity, the who are we and what do we do? What is our purpose? Who are we serving? If you can get them to continue going back to those points, and that's a really handy thing to have, and then visually as long as you have kind of constructed a really strong brand that communicates that then that's really helpful as well.
1: Yeah for sure so you need to have those other things in place before we come up with our Mm. logo right because so many people I suppose go out there and and do all this really good stuff and think oh better call ourselves uh, our Mm. organisation wants to grow or I I want to turn this into an organisation better come up with a name and a logo Mm -hmm. but really the the logo and the typography which we were talking about which is the thing if we're talking about a house when we drive down the driveway and we first see the house that's what people first see right yes. but beneath that is the is the foundations why are we here mm-hmm. what values do we have and often that's reflected from from a founder or from in in, in the trust deed or or the founding agreement whatever, if it's not a trust deed and then We've got to be able to articulate the why and the how and the what before we even go on to doing those other things. So we're we're almost talking whole different um, Uh, another podcast here, (laughs) whole different episode, a little
0: bit on a um, tangent there. No, but it's so true.
1: (laughs) It's so true because if we don't have if we don't have the the values and if we don't have why we're here, Mm -hmm. then how are we going to be representing that stuff? And, and and trying to show that stuff in in image and in the typography and, and be consistent with that to an audience that that view that. And yeah. so it's hugely important. And look, it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know if you go to most agencies and, and talk to them about this you might get some variable both quality and response and also variable price rates. And therefore that try before you buy might come in really handy. Mm-hmm. If you buy into the, the benefits of this stuff, but you're not that way inclined, you're not very artistic or like me, I just didn't know <laughs> where to start, I'd suggest going out and trying to find someone who buys into what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And, and I was lucky enough to meet Saskia at initially a networking group and she we've got like of values. We're quite different in our own rights as well, but our values align and therefore she was emotionally and and values wise brought into what we're trying to achieve and she's very much a huge part of what the organization the success that the organization has had and the impact that the organization has had so for those of you who are where we were five years ago go out and find someone with those strengths and get them brought in um, because it can be really expensive when Saskia first told me the price that you, you can expect to pay for um, good branding, marketing almost mm-hmm. fell off my seat and I must admit initially I didn't see the value in it. Um, got to know Saskia really well and started trusting her in the value of it and as I say just let her, trusted her decision making and man it's paid off tenfold. Yeah, well, so.
0: The Waterboy saw what an immediate mm. how much percent increase in sponsorship Massive. once yeah. we changed. And that was mostly just because, um, this is another point to the last question, was that the water boy, the it's changed a little bit now because you've got a couple of different arms and you're serving different audiences, um, with Takawado or et cetera. It's evolved, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's evolved. But the initial offering was that you were partnering with these businesses who would then place their name against uh, next to the water boy and together you would service these communities and and input some funds but the business essentially would get some visual payoff Mm -hmm. they would get some resources that they could then send out either publicly or just to their internal investors or their client base or even just their staff and so pairing they essentially had to partner with a business who they knew was going to represent them in a really tidy, really professional manner. And they've
1: got to be trustworthy too. Your charity has to be trustworthy. And Mm. if you've got a shoddy logo and shoddy typography and inconsistency... Mm. It's really hard for businesses and for the public to trust you if you're yeah. really inconsistent. So that's again, this is all subconscious stuff. Mm-hmm. But very, very rarely do you see someone with a, a shoddy brand actually start growing and evolving and and making more of an impact, be it in for-profit or non-for-profit circles. Now, Saskia, so how would you, if if someone is in the position that we were in five years ago, how would you recommend that they and they're identifying that yeah they do need a brand and it would be fantastic to have businesses jump on board our cause and, and perhaps a key part of enabling businesses to jump on and, and partner with us is our brand how does someone go about trying to find uh a brand person like yourself yeah. or, or someone similar to yourself.
0: We were quite lucky because we were in a space that facilitated lots of conversation about values. And so yes. we identified pretty quickly that we were passionate about really similar things and that we would be partners mm. in, in output rather than you just engaging me to execute yep. something. I think probably initially the best way to get access to those type of people is to just look at your network to chat to people and see whether they've got any recommendations i think that the internet will show you who does maybe the most visually attractive work but then how do you know whether that and it just to receive funds for their business or just to execute something that will look really nice in their portfolio yes i think that it's worth just talking to multiple people the people that show the most interest that ask the most questions that really buy into the vision of your charity i think that it's really important to yeah. make sure that they really care mm, and agree. and then alongside that too you know our our public perception of people that partner with businesses is really important so if you choose a designer or a marketer or an agency who then have things to say that don't align with your business then that can be really damaging so just do a little bit of um yeah just I would just engage in some really good hearty conversations and figure out whether they align with your business or not
1: completely agree mm. and, and methods for finding those people can be yeah. yeah just throwing it out to um Facebook friends or on your Facebook saying mm. hey I'm looking for someone with these values because everyone well in theory, people who are your Facebook friends know you and they also yeah. know other people, and, and you can um, connect via that method. So, the other, of course, the other methodology that you could employ is to contact the Good Collective, and the Good Collective uh, supporting charities throughout New Zealand to team up with service providers and, and branding and, and marketing people, being some of them. So, they've got a lot of people mm. that they can connect with, and they can also use that knowledge of you and they can have a corridor with yourself and get those values and, and what you're all about and then connect you with the right people
0: yeah i would also say really quickly you have to still know that they do a good job yes so if you don't consider yourself like a visually acute person mm. somebody that knows much about branding and execution chat to your friends who are
1: mm. and then the, what does visually acute mean
0: so um am i
1: visually acute
0: <laughs> you're very cute, Tom. <laughs> um, I would say, oh, what's a yeah? What's a good example? If you so <laughs> she's flustered now. <out. laughs> yeah. So I've got this. I've got this idea, right? That when you go out and design your own logo as somebody that doesn't have design training or brand training or mar- a marketing background, y- essentially what you're going to do is you're going to create. A logo that you love right because you've done it you've executed it you think that it's perfect because Mm. it suits your style exactly you know you've managed to come up with something that you love Mm -hmm. but it's really important to remember that you're not your audience yes so chatting to people who have a little bit of that history a little bit of that background who can identify what is going to be used as a really strong visual communication tool and just running running different people past them. The other thing that I would say is that if you are coming across people that are promising to deliver things at a really cheap rate and not just because you're a charitable organization and they want to help out, but if they just as a standard practice are on the cheaper side, mm-hmm. then that's something to look out for
1: too. Yeah. Yeah look let's wrap it up there for today but if you have any questions comments or feedback about the show or if you have any topics you wish us to discuss on future shows be sure to send us an email info at thewaterboy.co.nz subject line nz charity if you wish to contact the good collective to support your charity to sign up for your business to be a service provider to charities you can email info at thegoodcollective.org.nz if you're listening to this show via podcast platform please be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show and share it with your mates That way we can help more Kiwis to better support the organisations they are passionate about. Thank you to our guest today, Saskia Melville. Saskia, how can we contact you if we want to get in touch?
0: Oh, Yeah, see, this is my biggest downfall is that I spend so much time on everybody else's business. I forget to um, look at my own. (laughs) Best way to contact me would be via Thomas.
1: Via me? Mm. Okay, there you go. And thank you very much to Free FM for their support of the show, to Penny Boyce and Maya Armistead for editing, and credit to Shapeshifter for the tunes. Thank you for listening to the New Zealand Charity Podcast. I'm your host Thomas Nabs, and we'll be back again tomorrow with more tips, tricks, hacks, and learnings to help you accelerate your impact and create an even stronger New Zealand.